You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to another edition of I'll Hang Up and Listen. Sorry, I'm getting on here a little late. Um, I apologize for that, uh, but I wanted to make sure I got in here to give it a reaction to tonight's uh, very depressing five to one loss to the Boston Bruins, a team uh, next to Toronto. I hate. I I just can't stand losing to. There's no other team in the league other than Toronto. I can't stand losing to more than the Boston Bruins. Um, for you know so many reasons between the history of the two teams dating back to, you know, obviously one of the most, uh, one of the moments that stands out the most is the Lucic head on Miller comments that came afterwards between, between, you know, from Lucic in an interview to Ryan Miller calling him a piece of shit. Uh, and just, you know, you know, players like Marshan and Chara just, I, I, just, I hate, I hate the Bruins so much and nobody like I hate losing, but I hate losing to them. So, um, with that being said, uh, just another night where the top storyline for Buffalo is goaltending. And Jesus Christ, can we get a save? Can we can we get a save? Like a timely save? It's just like it, it's mind blowing that you roll out Aaron. I mean, granted, your options are Dustin Tokarski and Aaron Dell. And as well as good as Tukarski has looked at times this season, he's no much better than an AHL goaltender. And, you know, I would say, and I tweeted it out earlier, you could probably easily, easily, easily give this team four more wins uh, this season if you got average NHL goaltending, which we haven't gotten at all, at all. Um, it's been pretty embarrassing, uh, to say the least. Uh, not saying tonight was one of those nights, but you get an early lead. You get a nice goal from Ocposo after a big save from Dal. Uh, go up one nothing, and then literally three minutes later, it's two to one. And the end of the first period, it's four to one. And then, uh, of course, you know the icing on the cake. You know, you know for this, you know the miserable, the misery that this game was. And just what last season was is, of course, it's Taylor Hall goes and scores to make it five to one. So um, it, it it was just not a good game, not a good showing from Buffalo. Um, you can't blame it all on goaltending, but you know I don't know what man when you get it when you get a lead and you're a team like Buffalo who relies really on hard work and sticking to the system, and you don't have a ton of uh, players that can make individual plays at an elite level, the way Boston has with Marshan, with Bergeron, with uh, Pasternak, with McAvoy, uh, you know, you, you have those guys who out there can, who in a moment put the team on his back 
and carry you. Um, with the exception of maybe Rasmus Dahlin, who's not quite there yet. Uh, you don't have any of the guys like that in Buffalo. You just don't. And uh, that's where you need your goalie to bail you out. And we just don't have that guy here in Buffalo right now. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, Craig Anderson is that guy. But the guy's 40 years old. Like, you, you can't expect Craig Anderson to carry this team for, you know, whenever he does come back for the remainder of the season or for the majority of the rest of the season. I expect him to be the guys like, hey, man, you know, if we're going to make a playoff push, it's really going to be on you. Like, no, you can't, you can't expect that from Craig Anderson. Like, you know, there's very few goalies in the league right now that could come here right now with, with this team, on with this roster and put this team on their back and get them to the playoffs. Is it possible? Absolutely. But you just, you have a very, I don't want to call us below average team. I really, really don't, but, you know that we are, and you, you you just you just don't the talent isn't there yet. It's coming. The talent is coming. You have JJ Paterka, you have Jack Quinn, you have Peyton Krebs. These guys who are performing so well in Rochester. Um, you know, depending on who the goaltender is next year. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be UPL. I don't honestly. I tweeted out earlier this week that you know it might not be the most popular decision, but once he starts get if he, if he can start to get going again, uh, UPL, it might be a guy you might want to look to trade, not maybe this year, but maybe next year. Because I just, when I think of the future of this team, I look at guys like Portillo and Devin Levi. I'm not thinking of UPL because it's extremely difficult for any goaltender to come back from the injuries he's had, the double hip surgery, the lower body injuries. And, you know, he struggled to stay consistent at the AHL level. Um, it's, going to be just as difficult for him to stay consistent at at the NHL level. So I, uh, I have trouble. I have, I, I have a lot of trouble seeing him as a franchise goaltender. Is it impossible? No, it's not. Absolutely. Anything's possible. I think the talent is absolutely there. He has the size. He definitely has a talent. Uh, it's just going to be difficult for him to uh, honestly be a consistent goaltender in the NHL when you already have a lot going against you like the injuries. Uh, and be that position is nothing to sneeze at mentally, man. If you can't stay right up here at all times, it's, you know, and you start digging yourself a hole as a goaltender, it's a really difficult hole to climb out of. Um, and like you said, we've seen him struggle a lot to stay consistent at, in Rochester. Uh, he's had some really nice moments. I think he was, uh, was it player of the week? Uh, not too long ago. Um, posted some great numbers and I'd like to see him continue to do that. So, but you know, like I said, the reinforcers are coming and I didn't even mentioned Owen Power's name yet. Owen Power, you would expect to be on this team next year. Maybe even see a glimpse of him at the end of the season, depending on how Michigan does in the, uh, in the NCAA tournament, uh, maybe to the frozen four. I'm not sure how the schedule is aligned. If even after, if they win or lose, like, you know, how much time he would have to play for Buffalo. I, I'm not a hundred percent positive. So, you know, with that being said, it's um, it's uh, it's a tough it's tough to call. But like I said, this team had, the reinforcements are coming. Alex Tuck hasn't played a single game as a Buffalo Sabre yet. That guy is going to come in here. You know, he's proud as shit to put on that that jersey, and he's going to come here and he's going to go balls out every night, and he's going to do everything he can to help this team win uh, because he. He's gonna he wears he's gonna wear that saber jersey with a ton of pride, a lot of pride. 
you know, he's going to take losing personally uh, wearing that jersey. Not that he did it with Vegas or Minnesota before that, but like with that jersey especially, like that means a lot for him to put that jersey on. So um, I could even see him wearing a letter next season without a doubt. I'm not saying captain or, you know, he, he would at least, in my opinion, get an A. Uh, with that being said, though, uh, again, just a really tough loss tonight for the Buffalo Sabres. I, you know, you know, again, uh, the goal scorer, the lone goal scorer for Buffalo was Kyle Ocposo. Nice shot off the half wall. Uh believe it went short side. Um, you know, used, used Bergeron as a screen. Knight play uh, shot the puck between his legs, caught Swayman off guard, and uh, you know it was a real nice goal. Uh, assist went to Rasmus Asplund, who has 12 points in 19 games. Uh, I believe he had 14 points in his first 57. So against a guy that you look at under Don Renato, who has really you know been reborn uh, by Donnie Meatballs, uh, you know amongst other players, amongst your Tage Thompson, uh, your Casey Middlestat. Colin Miller has sneaky been a very good player for this team. I believe he sits at nine or 10 points in the season, which I mean, we saw, you know, we saw what Rasmus uh, Ristolainen got uh, on the trade market as a right-handed defenseman. I believe I'm looking it up right now. I believe he is also a right-handed defenseman. Um, Yes, he shoots right. We know how much that's valued. And if this guy keeps up to the pace he's playing at right now, um, you know, come trade deadline, they could be like a 35, 40 point player. Um, I think at the deadline, there are teams willing to pay a premium for a right-handed shot defenseman. And you could see a guy like him fetch you a first round pick. I'm not kidding you. Uh, if he keeps playing this well, uh, right now, again, two goals, uh, nine, actually, no, two goals, nine assists for 11 points on the season so far in 18 games. I'm pretty sure that leads all Sabres defensemen, has an even plus minus at zero. So, I mean, again, you know, plus minus isn't the best way to judge a player, but he's the, he's played very well this season. I, uh, you know, I can't stress enough how good he's been for this team. Um, you know, and he's acted as a leader, you know, for these younger players when he's, when he's, Paired when he was paired up with Bryson, he looked great with Bryson. I think that maybe with Robert Hag tonight. Uh, I think so. He's been very steady and consistent for Buffalo, and he dropped the gloves today. And you kind of saw it early in the game, he was in like a really kind of like a feisty mood. Uh, he was in a lot of extracurricular stuff, and when he dropped the gloves of Felino, you know, I, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, that it was him. Um, and the refs kind of broke that up early, you know, to dismay of fans, unfortunately. That could have been like the highlight of the night for as a Sabres fan uh, down at Key Bank Center. Uh, just not, not you know, again, you, you went up early, you know, for the first like half of the first period, you really had boss on their heels, and then you give up two quick goals. Uh, that second one, I believe, right up over Dell's shoulder where he he dropped, he dropped and just gave up that entire short side and just that was bad. That was really bad. Um, you got to make that save as an NHL goaltender from that far out. Um, I want to say that goal score might've been Charlie Coyle. Uh, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm checking right now, but they, I believe that was Charlie Coyle. Uh, let's check here. Goal scores. Yep. Charlie Coyle, a goal and assist tonight. Other goal scores for, uh, the Bruins night, uh, along with Coyle were Bergeron, Pasternak had a gr- really nice goal on the power play. 
uh, from his spot on the one-timer, uh, Taylor Hall, ugh, and uh, Riley. So, you know, the, the Bruins are just a great hockey team. They're, they, they go 10-6-0 in the season, uh, while Buffalo falls to 7-10-2, dropping their fourth in a row. They haven't won since, uh, I believe, it was that game against Pittsburgh. Um, and they had a heartbreaker against uh, the Rangers, five to four, where they lost with 0.4 seconds left. And it's really just been, you know, really bad since then. You know, hopefully they can bounce back uh, on Friday against the uh, Montreal Canadiens, another team that struggled quite a bit this season. Uh, I do believe we will be have Andrew Berkshire from the uh, Steve Dangle Podcast Network on with us. Uh, that's going to be pretty exciting uh, as like a preview show. Uh, and uh, make sure you uh, you. You check that episode out too, because uh, we've 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 already had on uh, Cam Robinson from Elite Prospects. He had a lot of cool and interesting stuff to say about what's to come for Buffalo in Rochester, and from Owen Power at Michigan, and uh, Eric Portillo. He had a lot of nice things to say about the Sabers, and we touched we touched on a lot of stuff. So uh, be sure to check that out for episode seventy eight. Uh, that's already recorded too. That'll be that'll be uh, brought to you along with. Uh, our preview of the uh, Montreal game. Excited about that. So listen, guys, I'll hang up and listen. It's again, not the best of efforts tonight from Buffalo. Um, you know, I, I want to say it was for a lack of effort, but when you're playing up against a team as skilled and as elite talent, like the Boston Bruins, I mean, you can't afford to make mistakes, especially in that. And you did not get any favors from Aaron Dell tonight in that, in that first period, man, they put you put, he put you in a hole that you just could not dig yourself out of, um, you know, and Jeremy Swayman handed to him. Uh, guy played well, well enough. You know, he didn't have a crazy busy night, 24 saves and 25 shots. Um, and the only, got against, the only goal came uh, against with uh, Kyle Ocpo so early in the first period. And, again, you just can't give up goals in bunches the way Buffalo did and expect to win hockey games. And with a team as good as the Bruins, they're going to lock things down once they get a lead and not give up too many chances. Uh, you know, when you get a lead, you got to try and build on that. And you need your goalie to bail you out with some saves here and there. Aaron Dell wasn't able to do that. Dustin Kukarski, again, as, as nice as he's been in a few games here and there in spot duty since Craig Anderson's got hurt, he's not that guy either, you know. I believe Elliot Freeman uh, on 32 Thoughts mentioned that uh, some guys that Buffalo could be after uh, would be uh, uh, Braden Holpe, uh, Stanley, former Stanley Cup winning goaltender when he was with Washington. He, uh, you know, he might be available now that uh, Ottinger is kind of taking over the net. I believe is in Dallas. Uh, Koskinen was another name thrown around out there. Um, you know, I, I'm not against any of those names, man, because again, I don't think UPL is ready uh, even next year. You know. We'll see. Again, you guys already know my thoughts on that. I mentioned earlier, so uh, I would uh, maybe hold off on that and go find an, a legitimate starting goaltender, a veteran, even if it's for one year for next season, or maybe even this season. I don't know. I mean, again, I'm. It is what it is this year. You know, this team has shown us that on its own, a, apart from goaltending, they're good enough to compete with any team in this league. They have wins against really good hockey teams in this league so far. So it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility that you're going to see them continue to compete and continue to win games. And I've said it a bunch of times in this show, uh, you know, really grind out a lot of loser points this season. I could see that as well because they're just going to outwork a lot of teams. They, they will. They absolutely will. 
because of that hard hard work ethic, you know, they've become they're fun to watch again. You know, I enjoy watching them play. So um, with that being said, it's uh, you're really a goaltender away from really you know, goaltender and maybe just one or two pieces away from being a team that's going to compete for a playoff spot right now. So, but we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and hold my breath right now until you have actual NHL level goaltending. Um, I agree. Marcinorius, um, can we get a timely save? Amen. Hallelujah. Tekarski and Dell are AHL caliber goaltending. I, I agree with you. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I'm sorry if I'm uh, butchering your name. Mauricio uh, Arenas, I I I hundred percent agree with you. You know, you, you have AHL level goaltending right now. Uh, that's not going to be good enough. You need an NHL level goaltender to come in here and really help carry you. And we don't, we just don't have that right now. It's it's embarrassing to say the least. Uh, you could easily add four wins to this team's record if you had NHL level goaltending, and you could be looking at a record that's you know. 11 6 and 2 right now rather than you know 7 10 and 2. It sucks. So, I don't know, we'll see what happens. Again, guys, um you know, next game will be again Friday night uh with uh Andrew Berkshire from the Steve Dangle Podcast Network. He'll be joining me, hopefully Cully as well, uh to preview that that game against uh the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, right after Thanksgiving, after we're all pretty, uh, pretty fat and uh, hearty, um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow too. I hope you guys are too. I'm absolutely looking forward to uh, my aunt, and uncle's, uh, you know, traditional Thanksgiving dinner. My aunt, you know, I eat like I love rolls. I love buttered rolls, and I'll probably go through ten of them tomorrow. And whatever desserts they make, I'm excited. So, uh, and then uh, the following day, you know, that day we have the Bills against New Orleans Saints. Hopefully, the Bills can get back into their winning ways after an embarrassing loss to the Colts. And then the very next night, uh, the Buffalo Sabres versus the Montreal Canadiens. Again, I said we'll have Andrew Berkshire on from uh, the Steve Dangle Podcast Network to preview that, talk about the Sabres season so far, talk about the Montreal Canadiens season so far. Um, and just the the struggles of both organizations right now. I know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of smoke around uh, Mark Bergevin and whether or not he's going to have a job here anymore because uh, you know you know from a team to to fall from being a Stanley Cup finalist. I know they've dealt with a lot of injury issues. Um, obviously, you weren't expecting to not have Carey Price uh, to start the season. You uh, you know you've possibly uh, lost Shea Weber permanently. He may be forced to retire. Uh, with these with the, these issues he's having, and then just a lot of players not performing as you as well as you would hope or as you expected them to do. You know, Romanoff, uh, Tyler Toffoli, um, Cole Caulfield, I think he was brought back up, and he actually scored tonight, I believe. So, uh, you know, just a lot of stuff to talk about about both organizations, both the Sabres and the Montreal Canadiens, uh, following up after this 5-1 to one loss to the Bruins. Um, you know what? Maybe Kevin Adams is finally looking at goaltenders right now. Hopefully he has been because I just, you know, I, I get it. I know what this season is. I understand what this season is. It's it's about building for the future. That's why you're allowing that, – that, that's why you're not constantly on the waiver while you're bringing players in. That's why you're not 
constantly trying to improve your team in the trade market right now. You're trying to let these kids play and earn their keep on this hockey team. And you're seeing it. I said that before, Rasmus, uh, Rasmus Asplin, uh, you know, 14 points in 19 games. You know, the guy, kid's playing phenomenally with the opportunity he's been given. Tage Thompson is night and day the player he was, and that's just a lot of testament to Don Granado and the system, you know, and what he's able to get out of these players. Casey Middlestat, who I haven't mentioned yet, he was back on the ice this morning. Uh, at the morning skate with the boys, and you hope you know his his return is coming soon. That's going to help this team a lot because it's going to give you a lot more flexibility to move guys up and down the lineup. Uh, you know, he, in my opinion, Casey's probably your best center. In my, this is my opinion as well as Tage has played. I think Casey's probably your best uh, two hundred foot centerman right now. Um, and that's no knock against Tage Thompson or Dylan Cousins. I I, I, I truly believe he's going to bring you know a different a different look to your lineup every night. And he's going to give you a lot more flexibility once he's back. And then, you know, way further on the load, your you know, Alex Tuck, which is going to be a huge, huge, huge addition, not just in size, but just his, his ability on the ice to score and play a 200 foot game and play a heavy game. I'm excited to see him in a Sabres jersey. And like we said before, he's going to play with a ton, ton, ton of pride for the Buffalo Sabres, a team that he grew up loving, loving to watch, uh, as he stated before. So, you know, once, once you get, once you get those guys back, you're going to have a really different look with this lineup, but it really is going to begin, you know, with finding a goaltender, you know, not named Craig Anderson that could really carry the load for you. If you want to win games. And again, I understand what this season is giving the younger kids opportunities and they've really done well, you know, you, you know, Look at Kyle Poso. I'm not saying the guy was reborn under Granado, but he's played very well. Dylan Cousins has played well. Jacob Bryson, who has been a big surprise this season. I know we saw glimpses of him last season, but he's been a huge surprise for this team this year. Jeff Skinner's scoring, you know, at a, you know, we would hope a uh, a 20 plus goal rate again, you know, right now. I believe as I look here, Jeff Skinner has five goals and five assists in yeah, for 10 points in 19 games. <coughs> Obviously. We've seen him play at a much better pace before, but considering where he was at, you know, last year to this year, you know, I'll take that. And, you know, you know, when you don't have an elite playmaking center on this team right now, uh, you know, I'll take 10 points in 19 games right now from Jeff Skinner. Um, other players that have really performed well too. Victor Olofsson is a perfect example of what Don Granado brings as a coach. He's turned into a complete player. You know, last year, the big knock on the year before that big knock on Victor Olofsson was he can only perform in the power play. It's horrible in five on five. The numbers and the course, and all it all shows that, that that's not the case anymore for Victor Olofsson. Uh, he's looked phenomenal in my opinion. Uh, playing for Don Granado and you know he's a player that can be relied on in other situations outside of the power play to provide points for you um to pro to provide on the score sheet for you so he's a, another example of what uh what Don Granado and what a good coach can do for a team so I won't hold you up guys any longer uh you know I'll hang up and listen just remember this is brought to you by Outlet Linger Outlet Linger Outlet Linger Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case on Jordan Boulevard. Make sure you get over there for all your, uh, you know, your game day or game night needs. Whenever you uh, want to enjoy some adult beverages, uh, whenever I, you know, go to my boy Greg Day's house uh, and hang out with uh, Al Shoop from, uh, you know, from Trainwreck Sports. Always stop, make a stop over at uh, Outlet Liquor. 
uh, pick up a few cases of brews and uh, enjoy the game, whether it's a Sabres or a Bills game. So, guys, I'll hang up and listen. I hope uh, you guys enjoy your Thanksgiving. Eat hearty. Enjoy your time with your friends and family. Maybe you're having a Friendsgiving. Enjoy it. You know, go Bills tomorrow. Hopefully they get back in their winning ways and get a big win against the Saints. And then let's go Sabres. Hey, everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike here to remind you that after you get done listening to the episode, which I hope you loved it and I hope you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are using Apple Podcasts, do me a favor. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review and, of course, write us a review. It goes a long way in getting us noticed and getting us some kind of recognition in this world of podcasting. It goes such a long way. And obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, at two goalies, one Mike hammer that subscribe button, leave us some comments, show us some love with some likes. Again, it goes a long way and we really appreciate your love and support to those of you who have been with us since episode one. Thanks for sticking with us for this long. For those of you who are jumping on the bandwagon right now, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We have a season of guests that are going to blow you away. Uh, This year for hockey is going to be big with them going to ESPN TNT. We've already seen how great it's been just you know, they just got done with the first two nights of this season. It's been phenomenal. We get Gretzky back, Gretzky and Barkley. It's it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. So we are going to have so much to talk about this year. Thanks for hopping on with us. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you soon. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.